Welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. On this episode, updates, updates, updates. We can sell you the seat, but you'll just need the edge. We're also going to talk a little bit about burnout and how we avoid it. I'm Ryan Spilkin, and joining me today are Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell. Matthew, Brenda, hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Nice to see you both. Always a pleasure. Let's just jump into the update, shall we? And we're going to start with that old chestnut, the cloud updates for this time period. The first one that I picked up was that you can now access the new issue view through a report. Well, that is that, is, that sounds great. So when you access um, an issue through a report, it's going to show up in a view that you're already familiar with. Also new to cloud is something we talked about on the last episode of the podcast. Um, we're just warning your cloud users that mercurial support is going to end in the cloud as well on June 1st, 2020. So get ready for that. Other changes are slowly rolling through the cloud um, experience and should be coming to you soon if you haven't gotten them already. Of course, we'll link to those updates in SoundCloud. One of those changes is an improvement to Jira Service Desk and the API. So uh, they've added a uh, they refer to it as the Asset Management API. Really, it looks like it's just a custom field called Assets and you can write to it. Uh, um, so um, where I think this is particularly interesting is uh, some of our listeners may be familiar with Riata Insight. And Insight is a uh, Jira app for doing things like inventory management, asset management. I'm curious how they'll be hooking in with this. And so we'll be reaching out to uh, the fine folks at Riata, see if uh, maybe they want to come chat with us on the next podcast. So Riata, if you're listening... We'll be in touch. For all of you developers listening to the podcast, all three of you, it'd be interesting to note that over on the Atlassian Developer blog that Atlassian has announced their version 2.0 of their Connect Spring Boot uh, framework, which is the Atlassian Connect Java framework, uh, which will give you uh, the tools to build Connect apps for Jira and Confluence. So you can get that update through Maven Central, and basically it's an upgrade to Spring Boot 2.0. Oh, I'm sorry, because it's 2.0.0. Ryan, can you give us a deep dive into what exactly this all means and what our takeaways should be from it? Matthew, you know that I can't. The important thing <laughs> is, is that if you use Connect Spring Boot, there is a .o. It's, and I stated this wrong earlier. Um, it's not version 2.0. It's version 2.0.0. What? That's very meaningful. Thank you for that update, Ryan. In the newest update, it disables the X-Frame Options header by default. Words we know how to read off a page. We're so good at reading. All right. Moving right along, we'd like to talk a little bit about Bitbucket Server 6.6 um, updates. Um, so... In 6.6, there's some new features um, designed to make life a little bit easier for the admins and the developers. Um, one is uh, rate limiting, which allows admins to limit the number of HTTP requests, um, for instance, API requests, et cetera. 
um, because too many requests happening all at once can bog down data center instances. Uh, rate limiting is now available for all Bitbucket DC customers. Um, check out our link in the SoundCloud description to find out more. Um, and then the GIF for this article, the important part of this article, there is a GIF, it's a thing of beauty. Um, you can now suggest changes directly in pull requests. Now, at first I thought, well, how's that, how's that new? We've always been able to suggest changes by adding a comment, but this is one step further. You can now actually change the code directly from the pull request. Uh, it's pretty slick. The GIF illustrates it uh, beautifully. It's years and years and years um, in the making, I think. It uh, is a thing that I think developers are going to find extremely useful. The GIF or the feature? Both. <laughs> <laughs> the gifts are always useful. The feature will be even more so. But uh, yes, definitely useful for both. Also, get 2.23 now supported on server. Um, and um, from version 6.6 forward, Bitbucket must be used as the primary server for smart mirrors. Um, if you're using Bitbucket Cloud, uh, you have to use version 6.5 or below. Uh, more information on smart mirroring for Bitbucket Cloud is available from the release notes for Bitbucket Server 6.6, as I mentioned, will be linked in our SoundCloud description. I love the addition of rate limiting because I feel like the Atlassian of old would have just told us plebeians to just, just get bigger servers. I mean, like, what are you doing running on that little thing that can't handle every single API request every single second? So uh, thanks, Atlassian, for recognizing... Not all of us are multi-billion dollar companies. And it's worth also talking about for just a second. We've said it before. We'll say it again. The Bitbucket team, on fuego, they keep dropping it like it's hot. You know what I'm saying? This is now the fourth or fifth podcast in a row that we've had some significant Bitbucket news to discuss. Good on you. Good on you, Bitbucket team. Keep it coming. For a team with a little less to announce, but nothing less to be proud of, Jira Software 8.3.3 is out. So this first one, I actually I find a little amusing, especially because my team maintains documentation and uh, I could see this happening. The, the title, the summary of the ticket is Missing Jira Software REST API Docs Since Version 7.3.2. And for those of you with memories longer than a goldfish, you might recall we're talking about uh, 8.3.3 here. So it's been a while that apparently REST API docs, at least some of them, have been missing. But they've been found and restored and generated, and everything is right with the world once again. Uh, so, uh, good on you. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's phrase. I bet you those uh, uh, that missing documentation showed up with red eyes, stinking of whiskey. Who knows where it was? <laughs> uh, I suspect they actually, I mean, I, I imagine they had to be somewhere. It, they probably just weren't being generated in a particular place. Um, you could find them on the web, I think, but like, you know, in, in different locations, they weren't showing up. So it's, it is a very minor thing. But still, uh, as somebody who's, who's been in that trench, I, I feel the, the pain there. Um, the other two very minor updates... Um, uh, a cluster property causes Jira software not to start if it's on 8.3 or later uh, caching things. So take a look at those um, in the release notes. And uh, you know, if you need the latest version to address those things, do it. Otherwise, this might be one that you can uh, put off and save yourself some rest over the weekend instead of doing an upgrade. Save yourself some rest API docs? Hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, He'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And um, before we step off the update train, there is one more worth noting, and that is for our uh, good friends on Confluence. The 6.15.9 update went live on August 29th. That allows users who installed their Confluence server product on or their Confluence server product on Windows to enable collaborative editing again, and everybody knows that you need that these days, Uh, and a few other minor bug fixes that um, fixes a potential file disclosure through Word. Um, um, If you are on Confluence and you cannot use collaborative editing or you are on Confluence and you just like to keep up to date, 6.15.9, hot off the presses for you. And looking at this one reminded me of some deprecation announcements I saw for 7.0 not long ago. I don't know that this is actually news news in the sense that when we do this podcast, we try to cover the stuff that came out in the last two weeks. Uh, It's entirely possible that we already covered some of this information in previous podcasts, and I just don't remember. But uh, I'm going to link to this deprecation page. For some reason, this just prompted me to think about WebDAV. Poor old WebDAV and how it's going away in Confluence 7.0. So... um, there's a deprecated plugins list uh, updated as of 15th of August, 2019. We'll link that in the SoundCloud. Um, there's uh, looks like about eight or so, eight or nine different macros, and then a long list of announcements. Uh, so take a look before you uh, put 7.0 on your beta or uh, sort of staging system. And lastly, we found an article that we encourage you to read but we're not going to talk about the article. The article is called Burnout is Real and Here's How to Avoid It. So instead of just, you know, reading the article and talking about it, we're going to take just a second for the three of us to discuss how we personally avoid burnout. And I'll tell you how I avoid burnout. When I start to feel it, I schedule a vacation. That is the trick. And the moment I get that vacation approved, it all kind of, it starts to loosen up. And then I take that vacation, and I vacation the hell out of that vacation. And then, after I do that, before I come back, I make sure to take the time to have some quiet time to reflect on the things that I love about my job, including the people that I work with, like Matthew and Brenda, and all my other fine colleagues. I reflect on why I am doing this and what it means to me. And then I go back in and try and and try and kick it, you know, try and rock again. And I, I do like to set some boundaries for that. So that's my trick. Uh, how long a vacation do you recommend taking, Ryan? What works for you? Well, um, I took the first ever two-week vacation. Okay, let me rephrase that. I took the first ever v- vacation. I took the first ever paid vacation that was two weeks long. And that might have been too long because by this... The second week, I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing with myself? I think that you need, depending on the level of burnout you're experiencing, if you're just getting worn out and you need a break, take a four-day weekend. If you are really feeling the, the, you're feeling really worn out, take a full week. If you want to go off the rails and cry yourself to sleep on a regular basis, that's when you need the two weeks. That's my scale. As a counterpoint, I recommend to everybody on my team take at least like two two week vacations every year. Like get fully unplugged, fully away from work, decompress, get away. 
I'm a big advocate for getting some significant time away. The only time I've ever had two weeks off before in my life was being unemployed. So it was very unusual. I do want to point out that we at Adaptivist have a very generous leave policy. I, not all of our listeners might be able to take two two-week vacations. That's true. Um, time away is definitely a thing that I recommend to everybody. Um, I, myself, I struggle with the thing that many remote workers do, which is work-life balance. You know, I'm awake at night thinking about things for work, whether they're high priority or not. Um, so for me, burnout is sort of a constant companion. We're good buddies. We hang out, we have coffee breaks together. Um, a lot of it is, I've, this is a thing I've been working on personally lately, is being able to unplug almost on a daily basis. It doesn't always happen. Um, but finding some time at, almost every day if I can, every day if possible, where I can spend a little downtime with my family. I can spend a little downtown by, by myself. Um, I ha- I'm full of crafty hobbies. Um, and so I spent a good chunk of... This weekend, um, crocheting and binge-watching Netflix, uh, which I don't get to do very often. So sitting through and watching all of season one of The Dark Crystal, The Age of Resistance, was the best thing ever. Uh, Ryan agrees with me wholeheartedly. I was going to ask, what show were you binging? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You did it for me. I have been counting down the days until that came out, having been a Dark Crystal fan since I was very small. It is near and dear to my heart. Um, and and getting, getting the chance over the weekend to just be like, look, this show came out. I've been waiting for this. I'm going to sit on my butt. I'm going to watch this for 10 hours straight, and I'm going to crochet while I'm doing it. Phenomenal. I needed that very badly. So I, I've really been working on, you know, a week vacation is great, but you sometimes you're burned out and you don't have that upcoming or it's not right away or it's not something you can do immediately. And, Working on unplugging, even if it's just a short amount of time in the evening, that has been very helpful for me because I have felt very burned out lately. Yeah, to extend the theme of of work-life balance, I had an interesting realization recently. Uh, So a a few months ago, I was in London for a work week. And uh, when I go over to our headquarters there, they're, they're pretty intensive weeks. I feel like I've got to fit a lot in. I've got to justify the trip. Uh, and, uh, my, my travel went really poorly. My flight was canceled. I had to drive to another airport, like rent a car and stay overnight and get up early in the morning and get there. So my jet lag was terrible. And I was starting every day with an 8am breakfast meeting and working through lunch and having dinner meetings at night, working till nine or 10 every day, sleeping three hours a night because of the jet lag. And two months later, just a few weeks ago, I was in London. And I kept introducing myself to people who I had met a couple of months ago, and I couldn't remember. It turns out I was so exhausted, I don't remember hardly anything from that trip. And I realized this on the Monday that I was there, and it it really made me reflect on what is the value of our time if we are so burnt that we can't remember it. you know. And that's not to say that that first trip was ineffective or, or bad. I got a lot of notes out of it that, that made up for, for poor memory. Still had good conversations where other people were able to take actions. I had a bunch of action items stored in Jira and Confluence that came out of it that I was able to work on over the following weeks. But like, it just really made me reflect on that. So this time around, 
you know, when I was, I was there just a few weeks ago, I worked eight to five. I went to dinner pretty much by myself. Most evenings just had some quiet time, walked in a park, uh, went to bed at 9 PM. So similar to what Brenda is saying, like burning out, I used to associate it with this incredibly intense, like I'm wrecked. Like I am incapable of moving forward. I have to have weeks off. I've got to like totally disconnect. Burning out may just look like you've burnt down. You just got embers left, you know, and it's important. Like don't wait <laughs> until you have crashed. You know, it's like Brenda saying, unplug every day, take some time and figure out, like get eight hours of sleep a night, eat healthy food, drink plenty of water, like do those things that we know we ought to do, but we don't because not doing them, that's burnout too. Uh, and it, it makes us less productive. Even if we're working fewer hours, we'll be more productive if we're rested and if we're, we're healthy, we're able to engage and to remember uh, those, those conversations we're having at work. A lot of our colleagues also go to the gym on Mondays. So Just on Mondays? I think so. On Mondays? <laughs> That's just what I, they do. I, I do a dance class. Um, I do Monday evenings every week. I try to fit in at least two or three. Um, and, and those are huge for me. Um, yeah, whatever your thing is that's not work. Make even if it's 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever, find a little time. It can be tough. I, we're busy. We live in a crazy fast paced world and it's really difficult to cram in that amount of time, but it is totally worth it. It pays off the more, the better, but at least a little bit every single day is going to go a long way. And I agree wholeheartedly with what Matthew says about just general health, eating well, getting enough rest. All of that is critical. She says, knowing full well, she doesn't do it herself. <laughs> Listeners, do you have tips to avoid burnout? We'd love to hear about them. Be sure to connect with us on social at Adaptivist. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. We'd like to thank you, our listeners, and encourage you to like and share this podcast wherever fine podcasts are shared. For Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrow, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. I mean, do you? Do you ever no. do that? No.